the Disco Crew as we talk about Star Trek Picard, episodes uh, three through six. I'm here with Parrish and Joseph. And what did we think, guys? Um, you want to start, Joseph? Sure. Um, now I have to remember what I said before. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but a little bit of inside baseball, folks. We uh, The recording didn't quite start. I think we broke the space-time continuum for a brief second. But we're here, so congratulations. Anyway, um, we did. I did have, and I do have, four little descriptions for each of these episodes. Episode three, Picard goes to space. Episode four, Picard meets space Legolas. Episode five, Picard goes clubbing. And episode six, Picard goes, gets all the trauma. <laughs> and he, and that just sums it up perfectly. It really does. Like he's going on these little mini adventures over this larger arc and, uh, but Parrish, what do you have to say? So some more in, inside baseball. Um, the first time he gave that list, I started laughing hysterically. I had my, I had mute on this time. <laughs> no. Um. So yeah, I I love the show. Um. You know, we can talk about our thoughts. We can talk about our feelings. Um. If we talk about the plot. I got nothing. I have no idea what's going on with the show. Um. And that's a good thing. You know, I think um, we have a tendency to want to get really analytical with these shows, and it's, I, I guess, it, at least for me, um, it's refreshing that I, I'm, I am so in above my head that I, I, I can't piece it together, and I can't, you know, all I, all I can do at this point is just sit back and enjoy the show, and, and I love it. I love that. And it looks like it's going to a good place, unlike some other shows that we will talk about later. Yeah. Um, it looks like wherever we're going to head at the end of this season is number one, it's not going to be expected, and number two, it's actually going to be good. Yeah. Like, I, we talked about this when we talked about the review of the short treks in the first two episodes. It's like, even if you're not like a super hardcore Star Trek fan, there's like a big mystery. Find Bruce Maddox. Find, uh, Soji and episode five and six just kind of blew those away and I have no idea where the plot or the direction of the show is going to go and because they successfully built these characters up I really don't care one yeah, might... found Bruce Maddox alright and then he died I was about to say one might even say those plot points flatlined <laughs> <laughs> yeah they did and it's just Tip the oh. please. <laughs> um, like the thing I last time we go back travel back in time, I I said that there's this thing that we kind of talked about in a, the last review is, and really is being shown in these four episodes. Does Picard know he's an asshole? He does not, and he needs to figure it out soon before somebody else dies. Oh. Picard is a dick. Like, there's no two ways about it. He's a dick. Yeah, he's using that privilege, and um, he's getting everything he wants, uh, never mind the carnage that lies in his wake. I truly, uh, last episode we did, I I, I sort of talked a little bit of shit about that Admiral, 
But uh, yeah, she was right. Yeah, she had a point. Yeah, she had a point. And we we saw that hubris when um, episode three, uh, which is the end is the beginning, when they flash back to that discussion about continuing the Romulan um, saving. And Rafi's like, okay, we got these, we got these here, we got these there. Did you bring up these points? And she like looked at his face and knew he, he knew he fucked up. She knew he fucked up. And he said, like, I resigned. And she's like, you did what? <laughs> she's like, no, you can't give up. We can still do this. We can find other people. There are ships out there. We can bring all this stuff online. And he was like, no, babe, I'm, I, I gave him my resignation because they wouldn't give me what I wanted and I'm going home. And he got and to resign, got- and she got fired. Yeah. yeah. That's the perfect way to put it, too, because it was a tantrum. And, I mean, because the first thing I thought about it was, you know, Picard is 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 a celebrated member of Starfleet who his specialty was, like, coming up with diplomatic solutions to problems. How did he not read the room enough to know that if he tendered his resignation they'd say, okay. Because he still sees himself as the, 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 the card, you know, the, the savior of all things space. And that has passed him by and he didn't realize it until just that very moment. Right. Right. Like, dude, you can't do that no more. It's over. It's a wrap. Yeah. That's exactly the point. Like, you know, if you were, I mean, it's just, it's a weird contrast. I mean, it, as a character study, the show is amazing, but it's a weird contrast because, you you know, we're not used to seeing, or at least I don't remember Picard at all being this kind of a dick. Like, <sighs> there were moments in the series where he had these kind of dickish moments, but they were never this pronounced because he was checked by the rest of his crew. Yeah. And now he doesn't have that. I mean, he He doesn't have it. Yeah. He was distant. He was a drill sergeant at times. I mean, particularly when, you know, when the first show first started. Um, And I guess you're right. You know, like the last episode of the, of the next generation, when he ends the, when he ends the show playing cards with his crew, you know, that was him evolving, I think, to to see, you know, to fully seeing that crew as a family. Right. Maybe that, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm looking through rose-colored glasses and I'm just not thinking about that. Yeah, and to kind of piggyback on that, it's like, it calls into question everything you kind of know about Picard. And going forward and wondering why is he, for me, just thinking about this now from what you said, why is he really so obsessed of doing this, like, of finding out what has happened to Data? Because he could have easily pushed this off to maybe Jordy or somebody else with the Federation and letting them know, even though he tried to do that, like, going a different way. Why does he have to do this? Because I'm sure he feels that Data died because of his failings right which is true yeah which so is- it goes goes back to his ego it, which rafi pointed out like this man is all ego and id when she was trying to get the uh diplomatic passport there <laughs> yeah 
this is 100% about him. And this is 100% about data. And this, and that's a problem when he's supposedly going out to save a young woman who is in peril. Does he really care about her? That's a problem. I think he's more concerned with saving data's legacy, which I don't see why, where that would be an issue because, you know, data did die to save his life. That, that was supposed to be the end of data's story. Evidently, in Picard's mind, it wasn't, and it's still ain't. But I mean, the fact remains: this, 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 this woman is a sentient living thing, right? Who does not know what she is, but nonetheless, you know, is deserving of life on her own terms. And she's being pursued as we saw um, at the end of episode three uh, by some very dangerous forces. I mean, we saw that in episode two, but really in three where I was surprised that the card be strapped, you know, here with that particular action sequence, which I liked. Um, But like, I don't know if he, there's certain questions about his actions that he's done where I don't know of saving the girl, which is also always, always this like plot trope, is really what he's doing. What do you think he's doing? I think he's trying to redeem his legacy because he knows he messed up with the Romulan stuff. Mm-hmm. He knows that about it. And maybe this is his last grasp of trying to do the last hurrah where he's still the great Picard. So there's just this one last ride thing. Yeah, because he is supposedly dying. We got that from his doctor friend. And we know that he, you know, from the Admiral Yell and just even from his little companions he has in um, at the Chateau, he knows he's his legacy is not quite what it could have been. And when we see that when he tried to go to uh, Space Legos land. Where he's like, oh, just tell them that um, it's Picard. <laughs> and she was like, that's the first thing we did, dude. Like, man, your name is no longer good here. <laughs> Stop that. Yeah, yeah, it's no longer good here. It no longer carries any kind of weight. And um, I just, I don't know. And I, I just find it very fascinating because I think we're seeing destruction of the hero. Not destruction, but deconstruction of the hero. Yeah. And is doing it with Picard, the, like the most noble, one of the most noble uh, Federation officers that we've seen on television, besides Captain Pike, you know, m- most celebrated uh, officer here. And seeing him struggle and be in this new world and with these new people and not sometimes connecting all the things together. Like, I think he knew that Seven was going to go down and still kill that girl. Jazel, but he let her do it anyways because you still hope that his speech somehow rallied her around, you know? Yeah, that Picard speech didn't work that time. No, and she was like, I'm not here for your speeches, dude. <laughs> like, I got my fill on Voyager. I don't need any lectures from you, old man. <laughs> she was literally like, literally like, oh, um, that's the wrong show. <laughs> yes. Yes. I thought that too. It's like, no. Nope, sir, we're not doing this right now, okay? And 
I, I I like what they've done with the seven of nine character. I think it makes sense. But in contrasting her her progression and his, it's it's really interesting to see. Um, but let's talk about space Legos. What did you guys think about the Romulan culture they've been showing us thus far? Uh, what is the name of that cult that um that he was a part of? Well, kind of sort of was a part of, but not really. I think they're called. The Quasimata or something to that effect. I can't say. Rosia, I think you're muted. Yes, I was. I, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, um, something I don't know. I, I don't remember. Yeah, but they're like basically um, space assass space nun assassins. Yeah. Yeah, and then there is the whole that's what it is. The Quatlamot, yes, and. They are supposed to be, and it's very interesting because it seems like what we're learning from the Roman culture is they're all built around secrets. Everything is a secret. Everything has, they have three names. Uh, they have a special door that you're supposed to enter in their home. They don't really like conveying or telling them anything about themselves. They pride about, they're very prideful people, very secretive. They, and to see this other aspect of this culture, which I'm wondering if is a holdover from volcanism or something developed as a reaction to the secretive nature of Romans, this culture that basically says what's ever on their mind, there's no filter. And we have this character that's supposed to be, I guess, kind of like the data-ish type of a character on the show, where he does he's a bit naive and doesn't understand anything, and he just says whatever is on his mind. I found that very weird and refreshing and different from what we've seen about the Romans so far in Star Trek. Also, someone else who was angry with Picard with good reason. Yes. Legitimate <laughs> reason. He's just running around ruining everybody's life. Yep. It's just, <clears throat> like... Because Elnor was like, I ain't here for you, old man. Leave me alone. And then he got hit with that Picard speech and was like, okay, here I come. And then went and beheaded somebody in a very brutal fashion. That was amazing. It was an amazing sequence, but again, it showed Picard's manipulation. Mm -hmm. Like, he knew Eleanor was at least following him to the transport, because that's what he did as a kid. He knew that he was watching him. And so he deliberately provoked those Romulans. I was like, dude, what are you doing? They don't want you here. Yeah, that that arrogance was was in high gear. Like, man, sit down somewhere. Don't sit down there. They don't want you there. It, well, yes, don't, don't sit there. Sit somewhere else. <laughs> sit somewhere else. Just stand there. They're actually letting you be. They're all mean-eyeing you like they want to kill you, but they're just going to let you be because you know they're Picard in the Federation and they didn't want them problems. But then you had to tear down their sign sit down at their table and be in their face about it and be rude snapping at the waiter like come on man i know i said this um so two things i know i said this the last episode and i and i said i was going to try to cut down on the star wars references but i keep watching the show thinking i went through the exact same thing the same damn thing with luke skywalker i should have been prepared for this like because the, the the whole point is never meet your heroes because they'll never meet your expectations yep pretty much and i mean it's a wonderful thing i wish you know i'm i'm glad that people are taking sort of a postmodern approach to these types of characters and i i give credit to jj abrams again 
all the credit for his take on on Kirk in the um, original Star Trek reboot because I think that is sort of the watershed moment for this. Um, but it's still every time it happens, it hurts. It really does because you think you you start to think you start like like Roger said, you start to question yourself and how you've put this person on a pedestal. Right. I mean, because you know, Picard was the the. Um, Picard was Starfleet, for lack of a better better word. He was Starfleet. And, you know, did all these great things, saved all these great people. Then he got turned into a board, came back and lost what was left of his mind. And I'm going to say this. Y'all better not touch Cisco. Oh, no, they oh, it's, There's no Cisco's way to do that. Yeah, Cisco's in the the Prophet's Temple. Yeah, I know. I, no, we don't need no, we don't need any new shows with Cisco. In it. He is space. He is space black Jesus. I don't need that to be deconstructed ever. Space black Jesus need to be destructed. Um, we'll we'll talk about that towards the end uh, of stuff. But that that no, yeah, okay. no, I'm hanging up. Space <laughs> <laughs> black Jesus. But um, yeah, and. It was such a manipulation. And then I was a little mad because, you know, Eleanor's like, he has a way, like, choose to live, dude. You know who I am. You know what I'm about. You don't want to do this. And he takes out those guys. And then they beam up on the, the ship, and Picard yells at him for killing the dude. I'm like, privilege again. I'm like, dude, he did exactly what you wanted him to do. He. He came with you. He's going to kill for you. But wow. It was like like you I can't I don't think you deserve to have that dad talk with him. I'm sorry. I'm beginning to think Picard ain't all there. He might not be. Might not be. And as disheartening as that may may sound or may seem, I don't think he's right. I don't think he's been right for decades. And I just I, I I don't know how this is going to end with him. I don't, but I, I think there is a salvation on the ship with uh, Rios. I find him a very fascinating character because while he defers to Picard a little bit, he pushes against Picard somewhat. So like, a lot of these two. Yes, and there was like a little, little when they decided they were going to go to Vashi and and uh, Michelle Arch, she's just such a gosh, she's such a great actress. She was like, "Oh, you just gonna go?" And you just he says, "Go here," and you're just gonna hop to it and be the Starfleet officer. I mean, come on, dude. We both left. We both don't like Starfleet yet. You're gonna hop to it because Picard says so. And um, you know, he's just he's very empathetic. He gets to know the crew. He. He he has pushed a little bit back the car, like, you know, this is my ship kind of a deal. But I think really, like, he's questioning some of Picard's decisions, even though he's getting paid. But he's like, he, I don't think he won't hesitate to drop the old man if he needs to. Hmm. So I would like to see how that goes. Um, but what do you guys think of Rios? I, I think it's weird he has all these holograms that look like him. I want to see more of him. And not just in the hologram form, but I mean, I like Rios. He is fun, and he, you know, he seems like a, a put together captain um, who, like you said, gets to know his crew. In Girardi's case, a little bit too well. Um, 
a capable captain. And I want to see what happened to bring him from Starfleet to where he is now. Yeah, we have a little hints like the he was on a vessel 10 years ago. It got erased from the Federation. He got upset by it and he has some trauma of his own. Like he saw his captain die. He followed, as he said, the last heroic captain, as he told DMH. He's not going to do that again. Um, but he's just he's an interesting character. And these EMHs all have um, different personalities and different accents. Like, I think my favorite one is Emmett, the, the weapons tactical guy that has all the tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, we're too close to the thing. Why don't you shoot him? Why don't you fly away? Like he's telling the telling Rios, like you're the pilot. Why aren't you flying away right now? Why am I? Why am I even here? <laughs> and it's it's just very funny and stuff like that. And I would like to know how him and um, I keep forgetting her name, character's name, Rafi? Michelle Hurts. Rafi know one another. I think that's a very fascinating backstory. Yeah, that they haven't revealed yet. Yeah, and and that they're they seem very intimate in a platonic way. Like, I mean, him yes. going to see her, you know, when she's like, like sloshed, I think it was right after uh, the, the encounter with her son. He demonstrated more care for her than, than Picard did. Yeah. Like I expected that Picard to have that conversation with her. Like I'm sure Picard knows that she has a family and a son. Um, but Rios didn't because they didn't, I guess they didn't know each other in Starfleet. They knew each other after. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, she basically said, yeah, I, I, you and I know one another, but did you know I have a son? And uh, let's talk about that. Like, she has a son. He knows his mom is basically a junkie, basically. She's been on drugs. She has this theory about the sense that basically drove their family apart. And he's, he's obviously married. He's going to have a kid. And he, like any... Any kid that has had that very, I guess you could say, destructive relationship with a parent is like, I've seen this, seen this talk before from you before, and I don't believe you. I can't let you in. I got to protect myself and now my kid. And he walked her right down that road because she was really trying to say that she had got her life together. We all know that she didn't because she was mm -hmm. getting drunk off her ass like 24 hours ago. Right. Mm -hmm. But he walked her he walked her right into the conspiracy, quote unquote conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. Which which makes him sort of a dick. But I understand why he did it. He had to. He had to know if, if she was for real. Right. Because if she gotten help, then they would have covered her conspiracy theory and her obsession of it and how it's been destructive in her life. And she would have had to have dealt with that issue. Absolutely. But she still yeah, she still held on to it. And he's like, nah, I can't have you around my kid. And is is, is his wife Romulan or is she Vulcan? Romulan. She's Romulan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so kind of definitely can't have a mother that has some issues with Romulans around your kid. Right. Yeah. Well, I, on first take, I thought she was Vulcan. Because she, yeah. she was very non-expressive. She was very non-expressive, but I felt her forehead might have been like the kind of high forehead. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Um, but I wasn't positive. I wasn't positive on that. Um, but that makes it even more interesting that he would go off and marry a, a, a Romulan woman with a mother that has, doesn't like Romulans all that much. 
rebellion. But yeah, rebellion in his own way. And he knew he knows his mother. Like he asked her, "Did you put a tracker on me? How did you find me?" Yeah, she, I just looked her up on Memory Alpha. She is definitely Romulan. She's definitely Romulan. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and. That was supposed to be the end of her journey, but obviously not when she got to Free Cloud. But which makes me wonder if she would have gone with Bucard anyways if her son wasn't where Bruce Maddox was. Mm, probably not. She probably would have just stayed there on Earth, getting high and drunk and died. My heart goes out for that woman. She it really does. Like yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not only that, but um, I think I said this in our time continuum thing. Like I fo- initially thought. Rafi's storyline was about still, like, even in the 24th going into the 25th century, people still deal with trauma. They still have post-traumatic stress disorder. They still do just self-destructive things to themselves because of their trauma. But she's kind of like a whistleblower storyline where even even in the 24th century, when you speak the truth and the power doesn't like the truth or anything that contrasts with what the, the story is, they're going to shut you down and destroy your life. Mm-hmm. Yep, she faced the consequences of helping Picard. Just Not even just face the consequences of losing her family, her son, her career, but she burnt a bridge for Picard yep. by getting the, those um, diplomatic uh, passports to get onto the board vessel. And Picard yep. applauded. Yep. Yes. My, meanwhile, she's so scaled that she was like really drunk and high at the time doing right. this. But but her friend was like, don't call me again. And that was a friend that actually probably listened to her as she drunk dialed her. It's like, blah, 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 you know, this and that. And would listen to her friend who's in some amount of pain. She lost that lifeline. Yep. For Picard. Which is, oh my God. That's so abusive. Like, I'm just... It is. And I'm like, why didn't he burn his bridges? Or are all his bridges burnt? I, I, don't think yeah. that's nothing he has left of the original crew. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why this is happening, because he torched his everything else. And you can see it when he was at the villa. You know, the 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 two Romulans that were taking care of him. He was kind of addicted to them. Yeah. And uh, Ralphie, even in her state, is so on it. Like, she knows there's something off with that Dr. Gerardi character. He's like, oh, you're just going to let her on without any security check? Or the fact that she just kind of popped up in your home as your home was being attacked and that's not an issue for you because you decided to announce to the world that you wanted a vessel and go after this girl? I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with the rest of her storyline. Mm-hmm. With Gerardi's character? Yeah. <sighs> I want to know what she was shown because that's a key thing with this whole thing with the Romulan part of the storyline with going after Soji and Dodge is they believe they are the destroyers. And we haven't even really talked about Soji and the, and the Borg storyline there. But I think there's like, a good reason for that. And the dog agrees. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like we we haven't really gotten into like what could possibly be caused an entire cult within the Romulan Tal Shiar to where they want to destroy all AIs, all sense, as um 
I forgot what her character's name, but the housekeeper with Picard say, don't you think it's unusual that Romulans don't have AIs or any kind of androids? And there's an entire cult of Romulans that are that are devoted to basically eradicating that. Oh, Javon. Javon, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yes. No, that's the guy. Uh, Laris is the, is the girl. Laris, yes. And, and then we have that scene with Soji and that Romulan woman that he she got permission from Q, who's in, in charge of the Borg artifact, which we still don't know how that cube got there. All we know is that the Romulans control it, and there's a series of treaties between the Federation and what remains of the Romulan government about that Borg, studying that Borg cube, is that there's something about Soji and Dodge where we don't know what, but it's enough to where somebody wants to kill themselves and try to destroy her. We honestly don't know what their end game is with the Borg cube. I mean, we've been told no. that they've been reverse engineering the tech and they've been, se- you know, we assume they've been selling it. But like, well, well, we know at least from Seven storyline that is big business. But is that their goal or is that a byproduct of their goal? Yeah, the, we don't know that. What we do know from Hugh as the head of the reclamation project when he talked to Picard is that the XBs, as they call the ex-Borgs, they can't leave the queue because they're not Federation citizens and they're not Romulan citizens. So whatever Borg they free, they work on the artifact. And as basically, I guess, slaves, really. Well, that's what happens when you're stateless people. Yeah. They're stateless. And Ironically, the Romulans are stateless. Ironically, the Romulans are stateless. They're they're called the free state. They're not called the empire any longer. And we don't what we know from um, Space Legos episode. Uh, there's different types of breakages within the neutral zone and within the Romulan Empire or the former Romulan Empire. There's these absolutists that only want to do uh, Romulans only. There's the I guess you could say the proper government, and then there's people that are just kind of lost in between this. They have no home. Yeah, they they have no home. And uh, I don't know about you, but the the Borg Cube, when we get to that episode, episode six, um, that was kind of pretty, like, horrid episode for me. Like, the the way they've changed how they've done the Borg Cube, like, the walls kind of move, the... The people are kind of in shadow, like the XBs. And I honestly thought for a moment there, like one of the walls, because it was moving kind of way, was going to like snatch somebody and assimilate them. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> no, it was, it, it, it was kind of um, kind of creepy there. I don't know if that's by design. I don't know if that's as a side effect of what they're doing. But yeah, it's kind of kind of kind of cringy there. And like you guys said, we don't know what the Romans are doing with the cube. Like, that's a lot of advanced technology. And the fact that they still don't know or control the cube completely, because we know that from storage, uh, Soji's line as a doctor, like, they have these devices to let them know uh, when, I guess you can say, a regular Borg is going to be out and about and might try to assimilate them. 
how to you have to run they like they don't control the entire cube and we know from picard and as he escapes that they don't even know there's a queen cell on the board cube so there's a lot going on with that storyline that we don't we just don't know yet yeah 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 i mean it brings back to i have no idea what's going on i don't know either and um like when Picard went on to the cube ship, like all the XBs knew he was Locutus. Yeah, when they called like him, they had that knowledge. Locutus, it was like, oh my goodness, they called him by his slave name. Oh dear. Yes. <laughs> I hate you. Like, yes. I don't go by that yeah. name no more, man. Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. And we we saw some of like his flashbacks. And his trauma with being there, that he's still frightened by that experience of being Lucutus. Like, he's afraid of that, what was done to him, that persona that he was forced to put on. And Hugh, God, he's just so empathetic and sympathetic. Like, he tries to help the XBs. He's trying to help Soji. Like, he kind of knew there was something off with her. But... Yeah. What do you guys think of the, the way they brought Hugh back into the show, like his character? Honestly, it made me care about the, the lore cube more because I was starting to not care. You know, Narek and his incestuous relationship with his sister was kind of creeping me out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really... I, I, okay, so I know Soji is supposed to be this important destroyer or whatever the case may be. But I'm not connecting with Soji like I did with Dodge. Right. Well, because we're not seeing, we're not we're not given much. You know, she's just she's just ho hum. You know, going about living her life. She doesn't have a sense of urgency because she doesn't know what's going on. Um, you know, there's 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 yeah, she's she's not she hasn't gone through any sort of trauma that would that would make us relate to her. You know, she's just just, just going about her life. Yeah, but I mean, like, when we first saw Dodge, I was like, okay, Dodge is cool, like, from the jump. I was like, okay, I like this this character. And then she died, and we got replaced with the milk toast version. Just, <laughs> along. I was like, man, God, can we, can, can we give her something, anything, please? Hopefully, now that she's been activated, she'll be more interesting, because right now, she ain't. She, yeah, I think it was because she wasn't activated. And because we had the knowledge, like, we know what she could potentially be. We're, like, we're just waiting for her to put it all together. And it just, it took a little bit longer than I thought it was supposed to. And I'm, I kind of don't like the Narek and Soji relationship because he's just, like, every bad boyfriend ever <laughs> rolled into one. So, watching the show with my wife, my wife doesn't like his face. Like, like when he shows up on the television. She's he like, like Ethan Peck. He does. Yeah, he does. And he looked, he's such like an emo boy. He, I, he's, it was just like, it's obvious he's manipulating her and it's so obvious. And I know she was like kind of game to it, but she's like, like, is the dick that good? I mean, are you that bored on the vessel? I mean, come on, girl. I mean, I, look, I'll be real. Does she know that she's like th- a thousand times better looking than him? Like, 
way better looking than him. You know, she she catch another fish. Yeah. She could. She could. Like there must be a lot of like, I don't know, DM slating on her her little call center there. I mean but and then there's that weird incestuous relationship with the double agent of a sister that he has, who apparently is in charge, I guess. That's just I don't know what they're doing with it. Yeah, I, so, okay. I'm over that. Like I'm I'm over that. Cuz it seems like now like to be a villain, you, you it's almost like you have to be like fucking your brother or your sister or at least give the appearance that you do. Like I'm over that. Yeah. It's over. And don't get me wrong, I think she's a better villain than he is oh, cuz she scares me. She scares me, especially episode six. I thought she was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I don't know what that is about. I don't know what their actual like command structure is because he seems to be able to just be able to walk anywhere on the Borg ship and everyone respects him, but he's supposed to be part of a secret society. That's just a little weird. Can we just say the Romulans are, are a little weird themselves and just, you know, yeah. Yes, what is <laughs> revealed about about them is weird. Yeah. And <clears throat> Yeah, that I do Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. That, that's sort of how I've I've been I've just been dismissing a lot of like the idiosyncrasies of the Romulans because it's kind of, to me it's kind of like when you read a book and they and the book has words and phrases in another language and it doesn't make any sort of attempt to try to translate it for the person, the, the person who's reading it, who does not speak that language. Like part of it is that you're not supposed to understand it. And that's just kind of mm-hmm. how I look at some of the idiosyncrasies of the Romulus. It's like, it's there and I'm not supposed to understand it because it is a foreign culture. It's a secretive culture. Like, yeah. Yes. And. Hmm? No, I'm just saying it sounds about right. Yeah. And the thing about the Nerek character I, I did find interesting is I don't think, even though they try to make it seem like he loves Soji, I don't think he loves Soji. I think he loves the idea of Soji. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you yeah. said it earlier. Like, he's a fuckboy. Yeah. That's the that's like, yeah, that's like right out of the fuckboy Bible. Yeah, like he, the actual conquest and being able to figure out wherever she's supposed to be really from which was very fascinating how they went about it with her her dream sequence which is something that data did mm-hmm. and her realizing that her dream and that actually that whole sequence kind of scared me because when she finally looked to see look at her father and he had no face i was like i i screamed because yeah, <laughs> i was not out. expecting it yeah, and then I saw the body on the table, and I was like, I almost noped out again. It's like, oh come on, y'all! <laughs> and then she activated uh, when he tried to kill her. Yep. Which, which was a, I think, was a stupid way to kill her with the radiation. I think they should have just blew her up like they did his her sister, really. But I guess we wouldn't have a show then. But no, yeah, it's stupid. just yeah. He is. And I still think that his sister or whatever is probably going to end up killing him because he he made a mistake. Right. What else could we cover that we haven't quite covered yet besides the seven and nine Joker here? 
yeah, I think that's that's where we I think that's where we go next. Yep. Okay. So what did you guys think of her arc that they brought us so far? Um, I liked it. I mean it's it seems reasonable to, you know, because with the conversation she had with the card, she never got her humanity back. And I don't think she thinks she ever will in mm-hmm. any form. I don't agree with that, but that's what she thinks at the moment. So I have to go with that. I like the fact that she's still kind of out here, which is kind of true to her character from Voyager, that she always wants to do the kind of right thing, but the smart way. And so she's part of the Ferris Rangers where she's trying to help people, as she says, that there's nobody out here to help them. I mean, she basically told Picard, you fucked up. Right. You just, you just, oh, I'm just supposed to quit and go home and not do anything like you did. Yeah. Yeah. And not just that, but I mean, again, we come back to the Federation is kind of a shit show right now. Yeah, it is kind of a shit show. And we talked a little bit about it in episode one and two about why that could be like, there was supposed to be like 14 species that were going to leave the Federation if they helped the Romulans Mm -hmm. and they're just coming off off of the Dominion war. And then there's this. And they lost like their, their primary location for shipbuilding. They lost their primary location for shipbuilding and um, the neutral zone has collapsed and they haven't, gone in there to kind of maybe fill the void at all. They just let it collapse. So yeah, the Federation is a bit of a shit show. So there's these pot. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, there seems to be a a deliberate pocket of lawlessness. So two things here. Um, so number one, the Maquis was kind of right. Um, number two, the more I thought about this, the more I thought about um, uh, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates' run of Black Panther. So, like, the first year of that run um, where the basically the, the government had revolted against uh, T'Challa, um, or the Dora Milaje, rather, but, you know, as at, basically the government. And I re- keep going back to him saying, yeah, what I wanted to do was sort of depict a Wakanda that had been that had been that had had their ego bruised and that had to confront the lies that they told themselves in order to keep their image of themselves and i think that's exactly what we're seeing with the empire i mean not the empire the, with the federation federation is in the federation kind of like the empire like we we as americans don't like to talk about the fact that we are an empire yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, that's the whole the Maki was right. Yeah. Um, um but the Federation got punched in the lip a couple of times. Yeah. And to go back to the whole Maki is right thing, I think um there is a book that is part of canon and I haven't quite read it yet, but I've seen some reviews. Uh it's called Star Trek Picard Last Hope. And it talks about that in that in, in that book, and so is canon, how one of the reasons those 14 um, species were going to leave was like, why are you devoting all this energy to the Romulans when you don't even devote that same energy to us, these smaller worlds? Like, if we're not a founding member, then we don't really matter that much other than we're just part of your federation. Welcome to the Clone we're- Wars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we're just here. You can say that we're here, we're part of you, but you don't really care about us. And, and I'm sure that an extension of that is, you know, the Federation makes these alliances for, for you know, uh, uh, for resources. Yeah. So again, welcome to the Clone Wars. You have a bunch welcome of, to the Clone Wars. You have a bunch of 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 uh, worlds in the fringes that are propping up the economy of the of the Republic. And they don't feel like they're being treated as well. And then you have a bunch of planets out in the outer rim that are a fucking shit show. Yes, they're a fucking shit show. And speaking of resources, look at the ethical dilemma of the whole like Borg reclamation project, right? They're, by treaty with the Romulans and the Federation, I guess you could say they're, they're sharing technology. But we know just as from what happened with Egypt, it's a big business to get this tech what is this tech being used for beyond the obvious militarization and maybe some medical stuff? Like, is the Federation incorporating Borg technology that they're harvesting pe- from people? Oh, that's scary. That they don't even care about? That is honestly scary to think about. I mean, I can see the criminal aspect of, like, having an arm that can be a weapon or an eye that can do things or whatever they can use the, nanonite, uh, the nanobites for. I mean, I can think of all the evil stuff that can be do, be done with it, but I'm just thinking of just with who's supposed to be the good guys. And they're working with the Romulans and taking these parts and people and possibly buying it off the Romulans or at least studying it along with the Romulans. And we're finding the the criminal aspect with this Bejazo person of them just snatching any XPs that they can find that might have... Uh, either came from that board cube or another and just taking their parts. I mean, did you see, like, there was a total disseminated Borg drone, complete and full. Mm-hmm. Like, is that being smuggled off the Roman artifact or is that being bought wholesale, which is even scarier? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, God. um, oh, God. Mm-hmm. The more we talk about this, the more, like, the Star Trek, the Star Trek galaxy is horrifying. Yeah, yeah it, it seems like a utopia, but even utopias have a dark side. No, I'm talking about particularly the way it's being depicted in the show. It's it's absolutely fucking horrifying. It is because, like, just think about the character Egypt. He's a Starfleet officer. He goes, takes some leave. He was going to go and help these people that needed to be helped, which is what the Federation is Starfleet supposed to be doing. He's helping out basically his mom. Mom called and said, there's some chores for you to do. Could you come and do them? And he ends up getting killed because what he had within him was of value and cut apart. And that was a horrifying thing to look at. Oh my god! I I had to see it a, a, just a few times because I couldn't believe it. But yes, oh, no, I don't want it done. Like, All right, I've not seen enough. I don't need to see no more. Oh, and just the heartbreak on Seven's face when she realized that she had to basically mercy kill him. Yeah, yeah, because there was no saving him, and just this holding this, you know, looking for. Obviously a very capable woman, considering what we know about Seven, to be able to evade Seven for so long. And basically she said, you know, you killed my kid. <laughs> You've got to go, which is the most Janeway thing that Seven's ever done, I think. 
and go she did and i ain't mad no i'm not i I, i've seen some people that are mad about it but i'm not personally can we just say that the the actress who played bajazel looks just like a young marina sirtis yeah yes that was going up to my up and down my timeline everyone's like is that marina sirtis it's like no it's not and i was like she looks like dead on like her i was like i know wow yeah wifey said the same thing the first when she she came in and saw me watching the episode she was like is that i was like nah nah that's no 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 and let's talk about the canon the fact that perhaps seven and nine is bisexual i like that (laughs) it was obvious and um anyone out there know any of the fan fiction sites that are out there (laughs) i would like to you can, you can tweet me Monique Jeff I would like to see <laughs> um, it's Hiroja Shai I just you know it's been a while since I've delved in that Star Trek fandom and I would like to see the updates and I would like to say that she has bad choices and mates because you know the first one was a fake native and then this one Maybe she needs to be by herself a little bit. <laughs> uh, I think she might be by herself for a little bit, but um, that, that's not completely completely on seven, really. That'll mean she that, can have that, friends, right? Was it? Yeah. Well, she can have friends. Everyone can have friends. That Jakotay seven relationship, I, I never liked that relationship. I, I, I don't count it. But, yeah. Ugh. And I can almost see how seven besides the fact that the Vajazo character is very charming and very good looking, like a bit of naivety on her part is trying to be human as they talked about her being hopeful and human and going by Annika Hansen and not seven mm-hmm. and maybe not having the, the quite the uh, social wherewithal to see that she was being played, which probably broke her even more. Yeah, she fell for the okie doke and you know, it happens to the best of us. The only difference is she actually took it out on her, which. And I think the best part of that episode uh, was where Rios actually convinced Seven not to kill her right there in the club. Right. As they were doing the kind of the heist. He's like, hey, you know, I get revenge, but uh, the old man and the kid here, they they can't handle a bounty. I can, because I'm a baller, but. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, maybe, you know, we could just not do this right now. You can always find her again. Come on. I, I believe in you, girl. I I can see. I know about you. I like him a lot. <laughs> I think Real just wanted to be on the hit list again. He probably does. And uh, I love that conversation that he and, and uh, Ralphie have about when Picard and Seven are in um, his Chateau hologram. Speaking of ego. Uh, having a conversation, he goes, "The fairest ranger there, you know. They, I, I, she's a Borg." And Ralphie's like, "Yeah, Picard's a Borg too." And he goes, "I forgot about that. She's the <laughs> Borg. She's the Borg fairest ranger. That like he like he knew her reputation. She, you know, and stuff like that. And yeah, it just he's he's funny the way he he talks and remember things. I think we covered pretty much all the." what we know i mean is there anything that we might have missed or we want to talk about no nothing comes to mind for me so um 
Well, as far as Star Trek news goes, uh, Discovery has officially, for those who are listening, Disco fans, has officially finished filming up. Um, that was the beginning of the end of February. And the rumor is that it's supposed to drop after Picard ends season three. Which will be great. So, which will be great. And if you're interested in the Section 31 episode, uh, show, which is official uh, with our girl Michelle Yeoh, as soon as she's done basically being the greatest um, in Marvel, they're supposed to start filming in May if the schedules line up for that show. So there's a lot of Star Trek coming our way, guys. A lot of Star Trek. And you love to see it. Hey, they haven't, they haven't uh, let us wrong yet, so. No, they haven't. And um, oh, I have no idea where we're going. I'm super excited to see uh, episode seven is supposed to be where Riker and the real Deanna Troy or Mirasur <laughs> shows up. <laughs> and then, you know, we have uh, seven, eight, nine, and ten. So we have four more episodes of this, guys. And, oh, uh, um. Share your thoughts. I'll post this in the Facebook. Share your guys' thoughts about Picard and what you think is going on so far and how much you either enjoy or, or not so much enjoy or what you like best. So I guess I guess we can end it here, guys. Do you have anything else to share or add? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. Okay, well, this is Erosia um, here of the Disco Crew um, signing up for now. Until next time, guys. Peace. Later.